Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special topical study on the Holy Spirit, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. The supernatural, point number two in our outline. Verse two, please peek there. Verse two tells us Nicodemus came to Jesus at night. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm going to say? <laughs> so predictable. Nick at night. Okay, let's just move on. <laughs> I had to get it out of my system. <laughs> Now, why? Listen, here's a question for you. Why did Nick come to Jesus at night? Perhaps Nick came at night to hide in the shadow of darkness. Remember, keep in mind, Jesus has turned over the money changers tables. Religious people, Nick, Pharisee friends wasn't liking Jesus a lot. Perhaps Nick didn't want to be seen associating with Jesus because Jesus was this rebel and Jesus was this kind of rogue preacher. So Pharisees and religious people and the, uh, the four groups of leadership in Israel, they didn't want to be bothered with Jesus. They didn't want to be seen with Jesus. So maybe, maybe Nick came at night as not to get into a public confrontation with Jesus. Without an audience, you can have a real conversation, right? Either way, the Bible tells us Nick came at night and said, Rabbi, we know you're a teacher. Y'all looking at verse two? We know you're a teacher come from God. Notice, I want you to write this down. He addressed Jesus with respect. Write down that word, respect. He addressed him with respect. He said he called Jesus rabbi. That's a respectful thing to say, which shows us what Nicodemus personally thought about Jesus. At this time in Israel, there was approximately 40,000 rabbis or teachers of the law. And among the 40,000 rabbis were 22,000 Levites. Among the 22,000 Levites, there were 6,000 Pharisees. Nicodemus calls Jesus rabbi knowing Jesus had not attended their schools and he didn't have their credentials. And keep in mind, uh, Jesus' dad was like a blue collar worker. He was a carpenter. So he wasn't one of the religious elites and he wasn't educated. But Nicodemus gives Jesus that respect, number one. And then write this word down. He addresses Jesus with realization, respect and realization. Realization. Nicodemus said, Jesus, we know you are from God because no one can do the signs that you do unless they are from God. He says, Jesus, we recognize you're from God because of the water to wine. 
Jesus, we, we, we know what you did when you turned over. That was big news in those days when he turned over the tables of the money changers on the Temple Mount. Jesus, Nicodemus would say, we heard about the cleansings of the leper and the healings and the miracles. Jesus, I'm recognizing that God is with you. Jesus, watch this. I'm giving you your props, giving you your props. Not only respect and realization, but also write this down. Human reasoning, human reasoning. Nicodemus is giving Jesus honor, respect. And as I mentioned, he's giving Jesus his props. Now, there's only one problem, saints. Jesus, listen to me. Jesus doesn't want props. Number one. Number two. Jesus was not a teacher come from God. Jesus was God who came to teach. He was God who came in human flesh to teach. John 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and the word dwelt among us and became flesh. Jesus came down, took on flesh. That's what we call the incarnation, the incarnation. He took on flesh and dwelt among us. He is God who came to teach. This is always, watch this saints. This is always giving Jesus props. This is always the problem with religion. Religion always stops short in its approach to Jesus and Jesus alone. So religion adds something to Jesus. It's Jesus and baptism. It's Jesus and confirmation. It's Jesus and church membership. Faith in Jesus alone is never enough for religious folk and religious systems. If any system of belief stops short of receiving Jesus as the sole means of salvation, then you don't have salvation. It is Jesus plus nothing. Say amen. It is Jesus minus nothing. Say amen. It's Jesus and Jesus alone that saves. Say amen. Jesus, I will wait. I'll wait. That's right. Jesus is saying, Nicodemus, seeing me as a miracle worker sent from God and giving me props doesn't save anybody. And it's not the key to heaven. The new birth is supernatural. It's not natural. Look at verse six in chapter three that Jesus said that which is born of flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. The flesh is what uh, is natural and the flesh is what we are. We, we're, we're born in the flesh and, and, and this flesh is natural. The spirit of God is supernatural, right? The spirit of God is, is a supernatural person who brings about the, the new birth. Walking in the spirit is not part of this natural world. You know that, right? The spirit is above nature. Did you hear me? The spirit is above nature. The Holy Spirit is supernatural. And what makes the new life supernatural is because it's a work of the spirit. And you can't walk in the spirit and do anything spiritual in your flesh naturally. Huh? People who don't know God, no matter what they do, they can't understand the things of God. First Corinthians two, the natural man understands not the things of the spirit. So that's why you can be a non-believer. And we've probably all heard this. And they said, well, I read the Bible three times. 
Anybody ever tell you that? I read the Bible. I read the Bible all the way through. Listen, you could read the Bible 300 times. You could read the Bible every day of your natural life. And if you don't know Jesus, then you just read words on the page. Now, I challenge you if you go and do it right. If you're going to do it now, if you're going to stop me then do it right. Huh? Now, I challenge you. That if you when you are born again and you are filled with the spirit, then I challenge you to go back and read the Bible. And I promise you it will mean something totally different. I promise you you'll see things totally different than the way you saw. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You'll see things differently. God will open your eyes. Isn't that right? And you see things differently when you know the word. But the natural man cannot understand the things of the spirit. So the natural man doesn't understand forgiveness. They don't. They don't understand reconciliation. They don't understand grace and mercy and love. When someone tries to, to, to think in human terms, it makes no sense. It's spiritually discerned, and unless the spirit awakens the mind, they can't understand and they can't be saved. Romans chapter 12 in verses 1 through 3. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body Y'all come on, read this with me. A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Come on. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And it goes on to say that you, oh, that you may prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's enough. Miss Gina, take me back to that first slide. Do not be conformed to this world, but be what, saints? Transform. The word conformed in the Greek language is suskismatizo. You don't need to remember the word. I'm just telling you that word because suskismatizo, suskismatizo. And I'm telling you that word because we have the English word schematic, schematic. Paul is saying in that verse, stop going after the schematic of the world. God wants you different from the world. He wants us to be saved and transformed. The word transformed is the Greek word metamorphosis. And it speaks of a change that happens on the inside that's seen on the outside. Like a caterpillar changes on the inside and becomes a beautiful butterfly and you never knew it was a caterpillar. The change of the Holy Spirit that, that the Holy Spirit makes. Y'all still with me? Is so radical you see the change that happens First on the inside, you see it on the outside. You know, I've been doing this Christian thing for a long time. And I'll tell you something. There are no shortcuts to being more like Christ. Hmm. There are no shortcuts to having your mind renewed. The only way to get your mind renewed is to sit down and read the word. Put the word of God in your mind. Not read a bunch of Facebook memes. Say amen. amen. Folk read memes. They read all the new memes that people put up. Have you read your Bible? The only way to get this mind cleansed, the only way to get this mind renewed is to read the word of God, to put the word of God in your mind. Somebody once said, listen to me, young folks, garbage in, garbage out. You fill your life up on 
Facebook memes and Insta, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok. I ain't know what it is, but I know I, I heard the word. The TikTok is. When I first heard TikTok, I thought it was a clock. <laughs> I'm like, is that it? What is going on in the world today? You fill your life up with that kind of stuff. Listen, garbage in, garbage out. But conversely, good stuff in, what saints? Good stuff out. Somebody say amen. Uh, I'll wait while you clap your hands there. Yeah. So point number three and finally in our outline. Don't get on time. Okay. Point number three and finally, you experience a new nature. Now I want you to go and we'll stay there in Colossians chapter three. Colossians chapter three. And then we'll just end right here. In Colossians chapter 3, I actually love this final point. Colossians chapter 3, and um, in verse uh, 8, Colossians 3, 8. You're looking at verse 8, say amen. amen. But now you yourselves are to put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. And do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him, where there is neither Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ, can y'all read this with me? But Christ is all and in all. Stop right there. Give me your attention. Those are some mighty small words up there, isn't it? Mighty small. Chapter 3, look at chapter 3, verse 2. Go back up to verse 2 in Colossians, verse 2. Paul the Apostle says, set your mind on things above and not on the things of the earth. So there in verse 2, Paul says, seek and set our minds on heavenly things. Verse three, since for you died and your life is hid with Christ in God. Verse five, put to death your old members. When Paul is talking about keep your pen handy, when Paul is talking about old members, he's talking about the flesh. He's talking about uh, the old man. As a matter of fact, he lists, if you look at verse five, he lists some of those deeds of the flesh, the old man, fornication and uncleanness, passion, evil desire and covetousness, which is idolatry. So when he's talking about the old members and putting to death the old members, he's talking about the flesh, the sinful flesh, flesh driven by self that is naturally opposed to God and his law. As a matter of fact, in Galatians chapter 5, I'm going to give it to you early. Join me next Sunday because we're going to go to Galatians chapter 5 and we're going to talk about the works of the flesh and the works of the spirit. And we're going to talk about the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, patience, goodness, and so on and so forth. Read ahead. So Paul here is telling us, talking about that old man and those works of the flesh. And I want you to pay particular attention, Bible students. I'm almost done. Look at verse 8, put off. Look at verse 9, put off the old man. Look at verse 10, put on the new man. Y'all see that? Say amen. amen. You see that? Put off 
put off, put on. Part of the Christian process is putting off and putting on. The idea is to take off the old clothes of the flesh and put on the new clothes of the spirit. And that's a new nature. You see, the moment of salvation in that moment In a spiritual sense, look at me, please. In a spiritual sense, the moment of salvation, a suicide has just been committed. What you talking about, Willis? Well, when you get saved, you died to the world. You voluntarily came to Jesus. You voluntarily confessed your sin. You said death when you got saved. You said death to the old man, death to the old life, death to the old nature. And at that moment, God deposits the Holy Spirit in you. And like Nick, you are born again with a new nature. The only problem in that you have this new nature, the only problem is you now have another man living in you. Stay with me. You now have another man living in you. When I say man, I mean man like in human race. You know, I feel the need to qualify the word man in this culture nowadays. People are like, oh, why are you always talking about man? Mankind, we're talking about. So you have a new man, another man living within you. So now when you become a Christian, because when you become a Christian, listen, you still got to deal with the flesh. Somebody over here didn't say amen. All right. You still got that flesh to deal with. There's too many examples. We won't go there. So we've got these two men. You've got the fleshly nature and you've got the spiritual nature. And even again, as though you're a Christian, you've still got that flesh. The biggest struggle for the Christian is deciding which nature they're going to feed. A friend of mine said this, and I love it and will never forget it. Coach Mitchell. Y'all know Coach Mitchell, right? And uh, Coach Mitchell, good guy, loves the Lord. And... uh, He said this, and I'll never forget it. He said it in a men's Bible study. He said, talking about the flesh and the spirit and and the new nature living within you, he said, we have two dogs in us, spirit and flesh. And you got to decide which one you're going to feed. He said, whichever dog you feed the most will bark the loudest. You can't feed them both at the same time. Isn't that true? We got two natures. The flesh and the spirit and the one you feed the most will desire and crave more. You feed the flesh, you'll want more and more and more. Don't you understand there's no satisfying of the flesh? That's why people get way off into another space. With sin and when you got a lot of money, you can get way, 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 way over there. I'm not trying to be that descriptive this morning. So when you feed your flesh, your flesh always wants more. And conversely, when you feed the spirit, your spirit wants more. That's how you become a strong Christian, because you regularly pray and you regularly read the word and you regularly worship. And it's almost like drinking water. You know, some folks say they hate water. Well, the way to like water is to drink water. Right. Things that make you go. Hmm. 
The way to like water is to drink more water. And when you drink more water, what happens? You want more water, right? So when you feed on the spirit of God and you feed on the things of God and you feed on the word. See, it's very simple, guys. And I think we 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 complicate it. We we really super complicate it. And it really isn't that hard. Becoming a strong Christian is not about um, what you don't do, what you don't do, what you don't, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. Nobody can live like that. You know, when you eating and stuff, somebody say, don't eat chocolate. What you want to do? Eat chocolate. <laughs> so when you like, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. Well, your flesh is like, why? You know, like the sign on the grass that's on the lawn that says, don't step on my grass. What you want to do? Right. So the, the life of the spirit, I'm trying to put the cookies on the shelf where the kids can get them. The life of the spirit is not really about what you don't do, don't do, don't do, don't do. It's what you do. And what you do is you read the word. What you do is, is you worship. What you do is you come to church. You come to church. And, and you come to fellowship and you come to men's study and you come to Wednesdays and you come as much as you can. And so often we think that if, you know, you know, well, I'll be fine if I don't connect. No, you won't. You might be fine this week, but you might not, more than likely not be fine next year. We need each other. You need me and I need you. So you won't be fine. So we need each other. And the way to become strong is to link up and connect with each other. That's why the shutdowns were very, very harmful to the church. I'm not trying to wax all political here. I'm just making a statement. A statement of fact. It's very harmful. And y'all know that's true. And I've never in all of my years of being a Christian, it's been 38 of them now, I've never seen and felt the church more disconnected than ever. And there is a wonderful number of people here. I'm so happy you're here. The church looks beautiful. Y'all look beautiful. Black folks, white folks, all folk are here. I'm happy about that. I'm happy about that. All right. That's what church is supposed to be. But without each other, we're lost. Jesus created us for one another. Am I right about it? And you got to feed your spirit. You go long enough not feeding your spirit, you're going to feel empty. Can two saints just say amen? amen? You got two natures and there's a battle. There's a battle going on. Two natures. All right, I'm almost done. Romans 7. Got to read this. Romans 7, 21 through 25. Paul, the apostle writing, he says, I find in a law that evil is present with me. The one who wills to do good, for I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. Watch this. But I see another law of my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who? Not what? Who? Not a program. Who? He ain't talking about a counselor. 
who will deliver me from this body of death? And then verse 25, Paul tells us exactly who will deliver the Lord Jesus. I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So then with my mind, I find myself serving a law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. You see, Paul's talking about the war between the spirit and the flesh. Paul is telling us that he has the old capacity to sin and the new capacity to resist sinning. You see, if you're not a spirit filled Christian, and by the way, there is no other kind of Christian, but okay, fine. If you're not a spirit filled Christian and you're a non-believer, you don't have the capacity to resist sin. There's no capacity for godliness. Listen, that doesn't mean that a non-believer can't do good works. Of course they can do good works. But the motivation of those good works is tainted with sin and selfishness and greed and gain. Something is in it for them. There's a war going on. And it's not a war between the Democrats and the Republicans. Say amen. I'm talking to the church right now. It's not a war between you and your husband. It's not a war between you and your wife. The battle is within you. So who are you going? Let me say it like this. What are you going to, who are you going to feed? What are you going to feed? I say feed the spirit. Amen. When you're born again, what happens? New life, a new experience, and a new nature. All things new. Amen. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccary.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.